and welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 109 of the podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. We greatly appreciate it as always. It's fantastic to be back behind the mic after a week off. Went to Wyoming with the family, Yellowstone, Grand Teton National Park, fly fishing in the Snake River. I know nothing about it. So went out with a guide. He caught a fish. I reeled it in, took the picture, put it on Instagram. The rest is history. So if you see it on Instagram, eh, you can like it and you can celebrate it. But I didn't catch that thing. I don't. I just wanted to be out there drinking beers getting some sun. But like I said, it's great to be back behind the mic. In just a few minutes, we are going to go to Las Vegas and visit with Jeff Sherman, the manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Super Bowl. We are going to get the breakdown on everything that has taken place since the start of NBA free agency. Lots of big names on the move, lots of odds adjustments. We need to know where the money's moving. We need to know where to pick our spots. I'll start with this. Tiger Woods. Hey, it's Tiger. And the Los Angeles Lakers. Two entities, two sports entities, that should be viewed the exact same way. Here's what I mean by that. When it comes to futures odds, odds to win the Masters, odds to win the NBA title, futures odds, there are posted odds, and then there are true odds. Let me give you an example of this. There was a time in the last few years where Tiger Woods, despite being years removed from winning a major, would tee off at Augusta, tee off at the U.S. Open, and be listed at 12 to 1 or 14 to 1 to win the title. Those are not true odds. Those are posted odds. Those are the posted odds that you can bet. Tiger's true odds, however, would be more likely 30 to 1 or 40 to 1. The reason the sports books wouldn't post the true odds is because they know they're going to take so many bets on Tiger Woods because he's so popular that should they post him at 40 to 1, should all that money come in, and should Tiger win, it would be a massive financial loss for the sportsbook. The exact same thing is happening with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are not 7-2 to two to win the title, or at least they are in terms of how they're posted. They are posted at 7-2 to two to win the title, but more likely right now with just LeBron and a bunch of young guys, and in the same conference as the Rockets and the Warriors, the reality is that they should be sitting 20, 25, 30-1, even after they get Kawhi Leonard, should they get Kawhi Leonard? They shouldn't be the team with the second-best odds playing in the same division and conference as the Warriors. However, the public loves to bet LeBron. And in Las Vegas, the public loves to bet the Lakers because for a lot of people, that's the local team. You also have a lot of people from Los Angeles traveling into Las Vegas on a regular basis, firing away on their favorite team, which happens to be the purple and gold. So much like Tiger Woods, Vegas knows this is coming. And they can't afford to hang the Lakers and LeBron at their true odds, which might be something around 20 to 1. So they have to hang them somewhere to avoid liability. Because they know even at a price of 7 to 2, which is a total sucker's bet at this point, people are still going to bet it because they love LeBron James and they love the Lakers. So the bottom line here, if you're thinking about betting on the Lakers and you want to, I'm not trying to stop you. I'm just trying to tell you there is absolutely no value in that proposition. LeBron James. To the Las Vegas desert we go. He's a good friend of the program and manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, Jeff Sherman, making his return to the Sharp 600. Jeff, what's going on, my man? Thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem. Just keeping busy. Lots going on between NBA, World Cup, everything. 
You guys are probably getting your NFL win totals in order. I know some of them are out. I know your futures are out. So football is right around the corner, and it'll be awesome in the future when we get an opportunity to talk about that. But today, we're focusing on the NBA. Now, back on June 2nd, you guys released your NBA championship odds for next season. The Lakers came out at 20-1. to When did you start moving the Lakers down, and where are you at now after the news surfaced that LeBron James was going to sign with Los Angeles? Well, a few days after we did, you know, and and when we put these up, we tried to account for the possible destinations that LeBron might do and a few other top free agents. So the Lakers, had we not started at 20, if we didn't think that he was going to go there, they would have been up near 100. So we just did a a middle ground type thing, put them up at 20 to 1, few days later we started seeing some betting support for him come in uh lowered him down to 12 they sat there for a little while then uh, about a week ago we took a, a decent wager on him at 12 to 1 went down to 8 so we've seen support come in for them but at the same time uh we saw support for the cavaliers when we were at 30 to 1 or 50 to 1 so just like we were trying to to guess somewhat with the odds and handicap that way uh betters were doing the same thing and uh, when we closed the odds out right at the start of the free agency period, we were at 13 to two on the Lakers. And then after LeBron had gone there, we reopened them at nine to two. Uh, and immediately within, within a few minutes, uh, we, we saw some action on the betting app come and support them. And, you know, the one thing about the Lakers, especially when they're supposed to be running well like that, they always get well supported. And when LeBron, whether he was on Miami or the Cavs, he was always well supported, uh, even more than he should have been reflective on his true true chances but we're a little bit short on him just because of the anticipation uh, that they could trade for Kawhi Leonard or somebody else so we don't think this team is done making transactions yet uh, and with the anticipated betting support we're sitting at seven to two right now seven to two now we'll jump back to the Lakers in just a second but now that LeBron's left Cleveland what have you done with the Cavaliers no that was an easy one I mean we were figuring if he had left there we're going right to 500 to one and that's what we did in about two seconds Dan Gilbert's got to be feeling great about that yeah I mean it's it's a reflection of uh what's left on that team I mean even Kevin Love I you know one of the things is we don't expect him to stay even they know that they said that they want to keep him as part of their plans it just makes more sense to uh to do a full rebuild and, and send Kevin Love somewhere maybe for a draft pick or two or something but I mean they're even in the week weekend uh Eastern Conference they're not going to be any type of contender all right, so since Sunday night when LeBron announced he was going to the Lakers, what have you seen? It hasn't even been 24 hours, but are you guys taking a lot of Laker money, or is anything else coming in that's surprising you? Uh, it, it hasn't been too overwhelming yet. Uh, it's been steady on the Lakers, a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, not much on the other teams at this point, but it's uh, it, it'll start picking up. You know, we got Summer League starting out here in Las Vegas on Friday. Uh, then they go to camp a little bit later, and you build momentum with that when it gets closer, so... Uh, we haven't seen too much, just a little bit, but it'll be steady on the Lakers, even at those odds. Just in terms of popularity, how do the Lakers fare in Las Vegas? I remember living there, I think this may have been six or seven years ago, they were a terrible team. I think this may have been Kobe's last year or the first year without Kobe, where you guys offered a prop on a yes-no of whether or not they'd make the playoffs. And you were taking, I believe, a bunch of money on the yes, even though it was such a bad team. Do Do you have any memory as to what I'm talking about? Well, we had it up. Last year, I, I know we we did it for all the teams last year, and I remember uh, the last time we did it before that. I, I think it was when Dwight Howard and Steve Nash were there. Ah, uh, yeah. When Kobe was injured, and we had it, and we had a lot of people betting the no at that point, and we needed them too, and they did, and they lost to San Antonio in the first round. 
Now, last year when we did it on all the teams, we had tons of yes support, and so we really needed the Lakers to miss the playoffs last year, which worked out well for us. And, you know, that's one of the new things that we've uh, implemented that we're, it's going to be a staple of at least our race in sportsbook for the four major sports doing all the teams to make the playoffs a yes-no. We found that extremely popular with the betting public. Really? Where did you guys start that? With the NFL or was it an NBA thing? Uh, we started with the NBA just doing a few teams. The Timberwolves, when they hadn't made it in so long, and there was interest in that. Uh, the Lakers, definitely. And then we expanded it to the whole league, and then we said, let's do it for the NFL. And then we just followed suit with the uh, Major League Baseball and hockey. Back to the Lakers for a second. Right now, if if the numbers I have in front of me are correct, you have the the Celtics, excuse me, the Celtics and the Lakers tied with the second best odds to win the title behind the Warriors. I was using this analogy on the radio this morning that the Lakers at this point, in my opinion, are currently viewed in Vegas as Tiger Woods. You know you're going to take a lot of money on them, so you've got to have lower odds. But you also realize that if you were to put the true odds out there on Tiger to win the U.S. Open or on the Lakers to win the total, you would have so much liability if, in fact, they came through and won that it could crush the book financially, at least for a short period. Is that kind of a fair analogy, in your opinion? Yeah, it is. It's really correlated that way. And uh, you actually have two things working that way. It's been like that with the Lakers over time, no matter how poor they've been playing. And you'd see that with LeBron's teams, even when he was on poor Cavaliers teams. So when you put these two together, you got the, the juggernaut of uh, over-adjustment, let's say. Uh, but the, at the same time, the odds are lower. But we also have to prepare, like I mentioned, if Kawhi Leonard happened to be traded before the start of the season, those Laker odds would, would go down about 2-1. to one. So we don't want to be sitting at 6-7-1 or seven to one now and add that liability up, and then there's a trade that happens. And now it's more difficult to, to maneuver where we're still seeing the betting support at 7-2. to two. How are you guys viewing Houston right now in the wake of that four-year deal that they gave to Chris Paul? I mean, four years from now, when he's 36 and even more broken down than he already is, they're going to be paying him $44 million for that season. The deal cost them Trevor Ariza. It could cost them Clint Capella. They were a hot property last year. How are they being bet and viewed in Vegas? Yeah, they're not being bet too heavily, and we ease their odds out to 7-1. to one. And one thing I've been getting is a lot of people questioning why we have the Lakers basically half the odds of the Rockets. But if we had to do a power rating structure, we have the Warriors up there by themselves with a pretty good distance. The Rockets would be number two power rated, then Boston, then L.A., and then Philadelphia. So it's not reflective of the future odds, but the type of betting patterns we see into that future pool. And right now, uh, Houston being at 7-1, to one, they're just not getting that much betting support. Uh, if they did, then we'd lower their odds and we could raise other teams. But right now, it's just not showing up for them. Oklahoma City's open versus Oklahoma City's current number now that Paul George is coming back. Any variation there? Well, we were at 50-1, to one, and now he went back to Oklahoma City, and we actually raised him to 60-1. to one. <laughs> <laughs> and, But that's that's the LeBron effect. And if had he not gone to L.A. and if he went to Philadelphia – Oklahoma City would have been still sitting at 50-1, to 1, but you know the, everyone saw what that team did last year. I know they were without Roberson, and they think that's a key, but uh, you know they, they lost in the first round to a young Utah team who's going to be better, and we just didn't see the continuity night in and night out out of that team. They're, they are getting betting support because people were hoping that George was going to go back there, but just the landscape of the NBA, you know, we have like five teams that are less than 20 to 1 and beyond that it's a stretch and they're one of the stretches
How's everybody viewing the Eastern Conference? I'm sure it's the Celtics at the top, followed by the Sixers. You know, with such a gauntlet to run in the West, it's possible that the team that comes out of the East could be rested, could be healthy, could be ready to challenge the Warriors or whoever it may be. Any action coming in on these Eastern teams? Well, we initially got Celtics support when we first hung this at 8-1, to and a lot of people thought we had the Celtics too high and the 76ers too low, but we were being guarded in case LeBron had gone to Philadelphia. Uh, knowing that he wasn't going to go there, we definitely have the Celtics as a prohibitive favorite in the Eastern Conference. They're down to seven to two now, and we bumped the Sixers up to fourteen to one. Uh, outside of that, you have Toronto as a third team, but they're sitting at sixty to one. So we're going to actually put up the Eastern and Western Conference odds later today. I haven't started working on them yet, but Boston will be a decent sized favorite. And just like you mentioned, it's it's pretty top heavy, and the expectation is that either Boston or Philly will uh, be in the NBA Finals next year. How are you guys handling the Kawhi Leonard situation? Possibly back in San Antonio, the Lakers, the Sixers have their hats in the ring. Who knows if the Celtics make a play? What are you doing with Kawhi? Well, it's a tough situation where no matter who he could get traded to, he could always say he's not going to sign long-term, and that could hinder his chances of going somewhere. So that's why we're being cautious on the Lakers in case something did work out and the Lakers were willing to throw. Uh, some of their young assets and draft picks and, and obtain him. We don't want to be too high on them. Uh, we'll take a wait-and-see approach. If he goes to Philadelphia, we'll react to that because we're not expecting it. We haven't heard any traction at this point. So, And then if he goes back to San Antonio, that just sounds like a toxic situation. Uh, who knows how much he'd play this season. So we're sitting at 61 on San Antonio and not liking their chances too much. It's hard to imagine we've gone this far into a basketball conversation without mentioning the Warriors, but here we are, three titles in four years. 10 to 11 are their current odds at the Westgate. Is is anyone betting them at this price? Well, we got some decent bets at uh, 6 to 5 and 11 to 10. And with that in mind and just the way that free agency played out, and outside of LeBron, there were most of the major players stayed with their respective teams. And so we thought that helped Golden State out, that you didn't have LeBron going to Houston or a super team forming in L.A. So we thought that strengthened Golden State's position. And they're still going to add some veterans like they do each season. And we think there's a wide separation between them and number two. So we went ahead and made them an odds-on favorite at minus 110. And we expect to still see betting support over the year. I noticed at, that, at those odds. I'm sorry for jumping in there. I um I noticed over the weekend that you guys opened up entries for this year's iteration of the uh, Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, and you also now have the Super Contest Gold. For those who don't know what those are, I played for the first time in the Super Contest in 2012. I think it's the best tournament, the best handicapping tournament out there. Could you give our listeners a bit of a background in terms of entry fee and and how these contests work? Absolutely. The main super contest, that's the one that everyone's mostly familiar with. And it's a $1,500 fee. You can get up to two entries, and you pick five NFL sides against the spread. And those spreads come out, and they're fixed on Wednesday night, and you have till Saturday morning at 11 a.m. to get your picks in. We also added last year for the first time the super contest gold. And this is a winner-take-all under the same format, and it's a $5,000 entry fee, and you can get one entry in that one. And that was successful where last year we had 94 entries for the first go-around at that. The Super Contest, we set a record with 2,854 entries. Uh, so we this thing has been growing in popularity with the media attention it's gotten, uh, and it's been very well received. 
We're going to have details in the podcast bio throughout the course of the summer on how you can enter this contest because I know we have a ton of listeners who would be interested in this. The final question, any celebrity sightings down there for the initial signups? I think I might know one name you're going to throw out. Yeah, the first entrant, uh, number one, was Brent Musburger, as he was <laughs> last year. So, you know, he's he's heavily involved in our, our community now with his Visa network, and uh, it's good to see him supporting the contest. He's really taking a liking to Las Vegas since moving there, isn't he? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a great town. I mean, how, how can anyone not take a liking to this place? No doubt, Sin City is the absolute best. He is the manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Check him out on Twitter at Golf Odds. Jeff Sherman joining us here on the Sharp 600. Jeff, it is always a pleasure. I know you're busy, man. Thank you so much for your time. Look forward to catching up with you again down the road. Anytime. Thanks for having me on, Joe. It's going to be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it from me, and you heard it more importantly from a guy who does this for a living. The Lakers. Everyone loves them now because LeBron's in town, but those odds are far from carrying any value whatsoever. So buyer beware if you're out there looking to play Los Angeles. Special shout out to Jeff Sherman for joining us on episode 109. Shout out as always to all of you fine folks for supporting the project. We greatly appreciate it. If you could subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, it would mean the world to us. We're back later in the week, man. We're going to push it this month. The NFL is right around the corner here on the Sharp 600. Be well, everybody, and best of luck. Get your head like